Laker fans are trying to talk into existence via Aaron Rodgers level manifest, uh, manif manifestation. If you believe it hard enough, it will happen. What's up? Uh, AD for KD. They, <laughs> they are begging for that to happen right no, now. No gracias, Yeah, sir. but they're begging for it. They certainly are. No gracias. Uh, you want to see me have a meltdown on the air, Craig? Uh, oh, oh, I would love that. Yes. That yes, would cause yes, a meltdown. Yes. There are two things that would cause a meltdown right now. One you, won't, you don't see coming. One would be KD for AD out of a meltdown. The other one is... Any deal involving Nick Claxton, you cannot trade him. Okay. If you sure. tell me at yeah. any point today or tomorrow they're going all in and they're trading, that's that's my guy now. You trade him, I will lose my bleeping mind. Oh, I hope they trade him no. just to be witness no. to that. No. By the way, I want to thank Big Blue Insights, a new uh, contributor to the show, that Marv Levy actually did lose an AFC Championship game. It was to Boomer's Bengals. That's right. I assume he's right. I'm not fact-checking him. Do you know how many AFC championship games, I'm sorry, NFC championship games Andy Reid lost while coaching Philadelphia? Four, I One, think. Two. Four. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, four. you know how many lost coaching the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, he lost to Brady and to Burrow. Two. So two. That's a lot of championship game losses. That means, by the way, but the flip side of that is that means he could have been in six more Super Bowls. 100%, but he wasn't. That means he could have been in nine Super Bowls. But he wasn't. But he, but he wasn't. I mean, he could have been sure. That's right. Um, yes, okay. I, I, and I think what made those championship game losses, in fairness, not like the one in 2001, they were a heavy underdog against the Rams, but the two following years against Tampa and Carolina, they were home favorites. They were the better team, and they lost. So it, it isn't always created equal. You know, you lost this game. Sometimes it's the expectation of that game that you lost. So when you factor in home championship losses, yeah. that's what makes it worse. Uh, that certainly makes it worse. That means yes. he's lost four home championship games in his NFL coaching career. Andy Reid. Four. Yeah, that's a lot. Two with Kansas City, two with I Philadelphia. Mean, depends, like, listen, at some point, history is kinder to you than the immediate reaction when you lose. And obviously, in the short term, when you lose four, as you just said, you know, you could be viewed as a guy that was incapable of getting it done in the big spot. Now, he has a Super Bowl win, so it kind of erases that to a point. It has. Although for Philly fans, I'm sure it doesn't, which is why a lot of Philly fans hate Andy Reid and were thrilled that he was replaced with Doug Peterson, obviously, who did win a Super Bowl five years ago, history eventually looks back on that wow. in a lot kinder fashion. Couple where of, a couple of things. When he goes into the Hall of Fame, they will talk about those championship games as a badge of honor. Okay, I'm going to be a jerk because I think go, it's fun anyway. Jerk, go. Unlike the other show you do, I'm going to fact check you go. immediately. Yeah, go, go, go. Chip Kelly replaced Andy Reid, and then, and then Doug, Doug Peterson. Peterson. Good point. Because I, I keep getting all these yeah. DMs about well, something I'm, you I'm apologizing on Twitter, right? I made a mistake. <laughs> I made a mistake, and I knew I made it right afterwards, and I don't have a chance to correct it on air. Now i got to correct it online. So what was the mistake you made? I was referencing this morning just real quick. You know, and you, The one thing you are in lockstep with me, LeBron James is not an all-time great Laker. He's an all-time great player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is not a top-five Laker of all time, and I don't think that really can be argued. Now, you could make your list a couple different ways. You could be a historian and recognize that there were guys who did amazing things, although we never saw them play. Or you can do it solely in the context of what I've seen with my own two eyes. Mm -hmm. With the Lakers, who I compare a lot to the New York Yankees in this regard— there were guys that played well before our time that you have to acknowledge. 
guys like Jerry West, guys like Elgin Baylor, guys like Gail Goodrich or George Mikan, mm-hmm. you know, Will Chamberlain obviously had a shorter career with the Lakers, right? Sure. So I made my list this morning. And uh, my list, I think, was Kurt Rambis was six. <laughs> Kurt Rambis? I just did to mess around. I had Kobe was three, Magic was two, Kareem was one. I, Shaq. I, a Shaq was four. Jerry West, Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor was five. James Worthy. Elgin Baylor was five. That's fine. Uh, so Jerry West over Elgin Baylor, but that's fine. All good. Like I said, it, it, this one's clearly arguable. And clear. by the way, to yes. your point, clearly, and this is not a knock on LeBron, he's one of the greats yeah. of all time, he's not a top five Laker. No, he's not. No one could argue that no he is. No one would, yeah. Right. And I put Kareem first because Magic never won a title without Kareem. Kareem at least had a title, a title, prior to ever getting together with Magic. Oh, Kareem's I, number one, I agree. Yeah, I use that as my differentiator, but whatever, right? That's fun. But when in talking about Magic, I made the point that his rookie year, when he won the uh, the title and he played all five positions and famously had his own little baby sky hook in the lane, right. I, I referenced that he did that against the Boston Celtics. And that's not true. He did it against the Philadelphia 76ers. That's on me. <laughs> I, I eat it. I own it. Um, Especially as someone yeah. that hates Philadelphia. <laughs> How the hell do you know? You messed that one yeah. up. So I'm going to go. I'm going to post it online now. And we'll, <laughs> bygones. I just don't understand why I get the messages about it. Well, because I'm no, not no, sitting nobody with else you. called me on it. I'm not sitting with you at 8 a.m. talking about this crap. Do you want to? <laughs> no. <laughs> no offense. Anyway, so that was that. And then the other one I took heat for was the reason I took Elgin Baylor over Jerry West is that Jerry West made it to nine championship games. Uh, lost like eight of them. He was one and eight. Right. So I go, I can't have Jerry West on the list. Number one, Elgin Baylor, from what I've seen and read, was a superior basketball player in talent. And that's not a knock on Jerry West. Elgin Baylor did things most people hadn't seen really at that stage of the NBA. I go, well, I can't put Jerry there. He's one and eight in NBA Finals. Oh, geez, you're running the same problem. So a guy says to me, and he goes, Baylor was over 10. <laughs> Couldn't beat the Celtics. Right, that's the problem. Yeah. That was the common problem. <laughs> can't beat the Celtics. Uh, but at least I can make the argument that you could, you could take Baylor. You know, indirectly, while I'm watching this last night, it was popping into my mind because I think there is a comparison, and you were actually mentioning it. The Yankees are like a Laker comparison. LeBron James to the Laker fan is, correct me if I'm wrong, Big Mac, A-Rod to the Yankee fans. Am I, am I wrong about that? Like, A-Rod's an all, and I know the steroids complicates things, an all-time great player that's not really a Yankee. You didn't win now? enough. A, LeBron to the Laker fan should be similar to A-Rod to the Yankee fan. Except for the Fugazi championship. Okay, I'm with you on that. Well, which one? You're saying A-Rod had a Fugazi no, championship? Uh, LeBron, no, he didn't. LeBron's, I obviously. get that, but the, and I know A-Rod ended up spending a lot of time with the Yankees. That's so he the ended thing. Up, ten, ten but for the years. first four years of his career, yeah. he was like, not yours. And yeah. even when A-Rod got to some milestones, and I think steroids had a lot to do with it, you had a cooled-off enthusiasm to it. Well, last night at Staples Center, for a fan base that's had Kobe and Shaq and Magic and Kareem, they acted as if it was their guy. Did you get that impression? And he's not their guy. Because he's wearing their jersey. It's in their building. He's also passing their guy, who's also in the building. So it all kind of added up. Okay, walk me through this. Forget A-Rod, then, because I know it's not a perfect comparison. 
When Mike Trout is 34 years old, he comes to the New York Yankees. And he, great, he plays really right. well. You don't okay. win. And in year four, he starts breaking all the records. Yeah. You guys going to cry? You guys going to get emotional? Or they're, are you going to say, hey, he's not my guy? They're going to have Mike Trout Day and do everything that the Lakers did last night. And the fan base will be all in, really? recognizing that he's not Mantle, he's not DiMaggio, he's really? not Berra. But they will celebrate, yes. Re- Big Mac, really? 100%. Yeah. Because we ah, If he's there for four or five years, why wouldn't you? Because your history, yeah, and specifically with the right, Lakers, well, I mean, is so much better. Yeah, the Lakers you won and, one championship that most people don't even think is real. The Lakers and Yankees are the best comparison. Well, that's why their I bring it up. Is so rich. And I'm watching this last night. I'm not begrudging them. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking out loud. Like, really? Like, I get, let's say Durant stayed here forever and broke the scoring record with the Nets. It's different because I don't have that history. I'm a loser. Yes, you are. We've the established Lakers that. established, right? Yeah. The Lakers are not losers. The Yankees are not losers. You have a list. You just went through a list, Craig, of five, six guys. Yeah. You put above them. Yeah. So are you really? And by the way, I could put five more guys ahead of them if yes, I really wanted to. You put to. James Worthy ahead of them. I absolutely could put James Worthy ahead of them. So as great of an accomplishment it is, and this is How not a knock on LeBron. Jeremy Lin. Okay, calm down. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> By the way, just <laughs> curious because I forgot. Yeah, yeah, no, you didn't. During Linsanity. Yeah, <clears throat> uh-huh. How many times did Jeremy Lin score 40 points in a game? Oh, don't, stop it, you oh, Cam no. Thomas crap, please. Cameron <laughs> Boucher Thomas, you say his name with pride. Yeah, that's right. I only point to this whole thing. Can I ask you a question about Cameron Boucher Thomas? Bring it. Who's had three consecutive ridiculous games? Yeah. Right? Isn't it funny that they didn't recognize the talent they had? Well, Does that make you question you Steve go, Nash? You should go <laughs> question Steve Nash. What do you do around here? Yeah. We all question Does Steve Nash. Does that make you question some of the decision-making on who's getting a run on a I court? I think that one of the big critiques of Nash and even Jacques Vaughn has been, how have you not given Cam this right. opportunity? Because Nick fans, diehard Nick fan, you remember what he did to you last year. And I'm not saying that to talk trash. Cam saying Thomas that is a score. He started in Vegas his rookie year. He's scoring. a scoring machine. Yes. He single-handedly led that 27-point comeback against the Knicks. Yeah. But stop trying to turn that into a negative. <laughs> the point is, he didn't answer the question. How many times did Jeremy Lin score 40 during Linsanity? He didn't. I'll answer it. Zero. I how many told t- you he didn't. How many times hey, I'm Bo Derek, and I have Linsanity. How many times did Jeremy Lin score 30 points during Linsanity? Once. One time. Good. You're all yeah, over this. 38. Hi, I'm Phil Sims, and I have Linsanity Go Nick. Phil Sims, what's up, Cookie? When does, I'm just curious, I don't know the answer. Yeah. When does Cam Sanity start? Let me know, because I'm here for it. By the way, you're a Net fan, start it. I'm starting it. What do you you Cam Sanity. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, there you go. (laughs) He has had a a great little mini run here. Uh, To his credit, and I love the fact that he identifies more with Kobe than LeBron. I love that. that and this great. is this is for you, Nick fans, because it's so true. There are times when something happens where you say, what would this be like if it was the Knicks? Like even this whole Durant failure. If the Knicks had a guy who was a second-round pick in his second year, have three straight 40-point games. He'd be anointed. Th- this whole radio station would be Cam Thomas all day. No, no, we would have come up with a clever name for it. <laughs> yes. We'd have, like, Cam Cam Towels, Cam Quarters. <laughs> yeah, we'd have Cam everything. And I agree. There's no, no doubt and about it. And that's why... We'd have guys on 33rd and 7th <laughs> going Cam Bong. Hi, I'm Boomer Esiason, hey, and I have Linsanity. My guy. And that's Talked why... to Boomer yesterday, as a matter of fact. That's why I know, and we all should know we know our place in the world craig yes yes you do I would you tr- talk to boomer about well, i was trying to reach there's a uh f- an fdny captain named uh captain fogarty and i saw a video that he was in 
Uh, he was one of these guys that I believe lost his gig during the whole mandate crap. Mm. And uh, I think they've brought him back, but they brought him back at a rookie salary. And the guy had gotten to the level of captain. And I was just really moved by uh, his speech to some, you know, legislative or political body. I didn't know who he was talking to. Right. And I didn't know how to reach him. So I went on Twitter because that's a good way to connect. And I said, with all respect, if somebody knows Captain Fogarty, could you please connect me? Right. So like a half hour later, I get a text from Boomer from the golf course that one of his buddies is tight with a higher up at FDNY. And they sent me his phone number. How about that? Yeah. But the weird thing is that I texted him. And I haven't heard back yet. Uh-oh, he's Billy Eplering you. Well, no. Uh, Billy and I, are, I believe, are in a good place. Did you ever write him back? Yes. Huh? Did you ever write him back? Billy, I did write Billy Epler back. Because the story yesterday is he wrote you back after yeah. a month, and you said you have to wait. So how long did you wait? I uh, waited until I got home. Okay, so you did a day off. Yeah, day off. Did he write back to your right back? No, at that point, you know, that's not expected. Okay. He could have given me a little thumbs-up type deal, but I, I, you want me to tell you what I wrote? Yeah. Give me one second, I'll find it. I think it started with, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but let me just find it here real quick. Did it start with yeah. Alvarez be better start the year on opening day's roster? If I knew who that was, I would have said it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing I would text him. That's why <laughs> you can't give me his number. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, go yeah. ahead. Good. Oh, he asked me if I was going to be down in spring training. He would like to get lunch or dinner with me at spring training, which I, I showed to you. You can confirm he wrote that, No, right? no, I saw that. Yeah. So I wrote back. That was it? <laughs> Your response was no? I, I wrote back, no, don't think I'm going to be going down, but no worries, connect at some point for sure. All right, so it's a friendly... Uh, friendly banter. Mm. Friendly banter with the GM of the Mets. Mm -hmm. Wants to have lunch or dinner with me? Sure, why not? It, when you have lunch with him, can yeah. you just repeat this message? Go ahead. Alvarez better be on the opening day Who roster. Who is Alvarez? Francisco Alvarez. He's the uh, catcher? Yeah. He played last year. Why wouldn't he be on the team this year? Watch. He won't be. He ended the season uh, playing catcher for he the Mets. He also hit a bomb of a home run in game 161. Yes, I recall. I recall as well. Do you, though? He's <laughs> the, uh, he's the him and uh, Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty. That's another yeah. guy who's probably not going to be on the opening day roster. Well, why not? More on that on the next Rico. Rico Bronia recording tonight. Very exciting. I was Thank thinking you. about coming on as a guest, but I got busy. So, yeah. Well, well why, yes. no offense. Why the hell would we bring you on? You've asked in the have past, I? and I've said no repeatedly. No, I but asked. I feel like now that we're talking uh, Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty, oh, we could probably uh, have a conversation because now it's really in my wheelhouse. Sure. Yes. You know, Beatty spelled with one T. <laughs> Who knew that? Who knew that going in? Uh, Big Mac, if you could just, uh, for those of you that are just tuning in today, because your schedule does not allow you to listen at two o'clock earlier in the program. Evan Roberts made a declaration uh, on the air. His words, not mine. I made a declaration? Yes, you did. You uh, declared oh, on this show. You're in it, too. Who you think the top general manager in New York sports is oh, today. God. Let's go to the audio tape. Who is the best general manager in New York? Uh, Brian Cashman. Bang. Bang. <laughs> well Bang. Who was the best team in the NFC South this past season? <laughs> Tampa Bay. Okay. Yep. Does that not make What's sense to you? What's the point there, Evan? Just because you're the best at something doesn't even mean you're that good. Is that you saying tallest dwarf in the circus? Uh, I'm not calling Mr. Okay. Cashman yeah. a dwarf by any stretch. Are you saying that in the uh, the world of the blind, the one-eyed man is king? I'm just saying if it's not Brian Cashman, whom is it? 
No, no, it's Brian Cashman. Okay, because who would be the competition? Now, I can tell you what. When we wake up. Chris uh, Jury? Like, who are we going with? Well, yeah. when, when we wake Douglas up. Douglas has built one hell of a roster. They haven't won a damn thing. Evan, when we wake up one year from today, we might say that Joe Douglas or Shane is the answer. I agree. The answer, you asked me a question on February 8th, 2023. Obviously, that could change. There's power yes. rankings. Currently, at this moment, based on success and resumes, the answer is Brian Cashman. And if you argue it, I don't know. I don't know who you going. Who are you going with? You can argue Lou Lamarillo for what the, he did the in Jersey. Point is, for all the yelling and screaming and name calling, we wake up yet again early in the new, here's new year. Here's why. No, no. Here's and why. Cashman is still here's the guy. Why. Because the bar for the New York <laughs> Yankees is different than the bar for the New York Knicks. The bar for the New York Yankees is different than the bar for the New York Jets. The bar for the New York Yankees is different than every other franchise. The only team that's going to approach that now is the Mets because of Steve Cohen and the Wallet. But everybody else has far different expectations. You guys were bing-bonging your ass off from an opening night win. Would the Yankees do that if they won an opening day game? No, because it's a different world. Thank you. It's still Brian Cashman. doesn't matter how you color it. All these years later, all the, the negativity, the mouth, this, that, the other thing, when it all comes out in the wash, there's one guy that stands above all the rest. His name? Is Brian Cashman. There you go, You're sir. You're really taking this much joy in it. Even Big Mac. I he started tweeting I feel it took, it. I set that up for an hour. Uh, and I got Brian Cashman. Yeah, and he gave me the, like, you contemplated it. It wasn't just like a flipping Brian Cashman. It was a contemplative Brian it, Cashman. And it's the answer. Uh, <laughs> Brian Cashman. Um, let me contemplate that. Yes, I have deduced that the answer is a Brian Cashman. That's right. It is. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, sorry. I apologize, but that's the answer. No, no need to apologize. For being right. Never apologize for being right, Evan. Just, Own your rightness, much yeah. like I would make you and you would make me eat a loss. Mm-hmm. Own the rightness. I own it, of course, because I don't even think Embrace it's that close. the rightness. I don't even think it's that close. Are we really yeah. going to argue Joe Douglas and Chris Drury and Lou Lamarillo and Sean Marks? Like, are we really going to make that argument? Billy Epler has been here for 30 seconds? We're really? definitely not going to say Sean Marks. I can tell you that. But, I mean, <laughs> is there another fan base who wants their GM out more than the Yankees, right? Fan base, right? It's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you, have, you, I know they don't exist in your mind. You haven't been on Nets Twitter lately, have uh, you? Well, I, I, really, <laughs> they want Sean Marks yeah, gone. Yeah, absolutely. I guess. Yeah. Well, I, for good. I mean, I will. I will argue. I can argue for and against him, as you have eloquently done already. This, so I won't go into it again. But you can make a valid argument that what he did in a positive way the last few years was nothing short of amazing. Mm-hmm. And you could also argue allowing it to crumble the way it did. Is a level of incompetence never seen yes, before. That's a hundred percent true. So you have to kind of wait. So you got to figure out which one and right. say, well, which way do you want to go? And you have to now trust he did it once. Can't get about the pending abyss because it's not there yet. Right, a second time. Yeah, because if it's not him, who is it? Like one of the things. I'm with you. One of the things that's dangerous about Cashman too is. It's easy to say fire him. What's not easy is naming his replacement and finding the right guy. You made a mistake earlier, but it's interesting. It's an interesting one to think back on. They finally moved on from Andy Reid. Now, the Eagles have done a marvelous job, but they didn't do a marvelous job right out of the gate because Chip Kelly was their head coach, and he had one good year. Oh, Chip Kelly, this is great. And then what happened? So sometimes the you want someone else? But that someone else may not be nearly as good as the guy you're vilifying right now. Well, it's like you always say, it's okay to say you want change, but you can't say change without having an answer. Right. And so we can all yell and scream, fire this guy, fire that guy. We do it. It's the basis for Sports Talk Radio. But who's going to be better? Who's the replacement? And you may even answer. Uh, I don't know who that answer possibly is today, 
Uh, but you have to have an answer. The only answer with Cashman, and it's the same thing with Sean Marks, by the way, are guys that have done it before. So Theo Epstein is the easy answer to go to. With the Nets, it's easy to say, go poach Masaya Jiri, Go sign Bob Myers. But when it's someone who's never done it before, and most successful GMs start off as someone who's never done it before, yeah. then you're taking a gamble and a risk. Big-time Here, risk. Here's uh, Alex in Manhattan on the fan. Alex, how are you today? How you doing, guys? Oh, Great. my God. Great show. What's up, Greg, Cookie? You're the best. You, you make me laugh every day. Thank you. Getting on, <laughs> setting, up, setting up your homeboy next to you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, a, I have a question, and then I want to thank you about something, if you allow me. Of course. My question is about LeBron James. I mean, this is all over my chats and friends. I'm not even going to get into that. Yeah. But what is he an all-time what team? Because I tell my friends. It's a very good question. He, he hasn't. He hasn't spent any, like, 10, 7 years with one team. He's yeah, an all-time yeah. great. I would say yeah, this. The- he, he's an all-time great to an extent without a home. But you could make a pretty good argument that he's a Cavalier great, but he's not a Heat great and he's not a Laker great. Would you Would you accept that? I, he, I yeah, don't think but- he's a Cavalier because as soon as the Cavaliers have got in a bad situation, he ran. And then he saw the Cavalier had a good roster. That he came I, yeah, back. But I, I, yeah, but you're, you're incorporating that. opinions about LeBron James. You're asking a question of what is he? You know, and I think you okay, look at yeah. success and you look at. See, you know what's tough about this one? And I know it's before our time. Yeah. What's Will Chamberlain? He's not a Laker. He played with the Lakers for played, five years. He played with the Warriors. He played with the Warriors in two cities, by the way. That's right. Philadelphia and San Francisco for an equal amount of time for a combined six years. Yeah. He played back in Philadelphia with the Sixers for four years. I so is the like, answer Philadelphia well, with two different franchises? Here's what's interesting about that. I think like if you went to Cleveland, do they feel an ownership of LeBron? I think they probably do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to Philadelphia, I know as a fact... That older, obviously, Sixers fans slash Warrior fans, they feel like Wilt's theirs. Now, I'm saying it's right. That's how they feel. I don't think Laker fans feel an ownership of uh, Wilt's career. Yeah, but the thing is, Wilt Chamberlain played for two franchises in the same city, which convolutes the whole thing. Sure it does. So, yes, it's easy to say the city, but the Warriors franchise and the 76ers franchise are different franchises. But I think your question, Alex, is interesting because... This is now going to be common in sports and the NBA. What's Kevin Durant? Exactly. Like, here's the well, what is stopping for a, a second. lot of guys. If when LeBron goes into the Hall of Fame, what jersey is he wearing? Well, they don't do it. But I'm saying, if you played that out, what would you put? And my on? answer would be Cleveland. I would too. Yeah, I would too. Real quick, what's the uh, what do you want to thank me for? Okay, so you know, you always advocate, and I appreciate that responsible gambling. You yeah. know, I do my gambling only a certain amount. Um, during yep. the football season only. Okay. And a couple of days ago, I had a friend of mine, because he knows I, I do parlays and football. I mean, I hit one every year, but that's, I'm not a guru. Mm-hmm. And and I don't, like, spend extra money. But he came to me to download the app. I don't know which app was that he has a friend that is going to give him a ladder. I don't even know what's a ladder. Yeah. And it was for sure. Yeah. And you're going to make money. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm interested. And he's like, how can you not be interested in money? And then you popped in my head and be like, parlays are the biggest yeah. way to lose. And I just told him, I said, you know what? I appreciate the opportunity, but I want you to make all the money. So you just make it. I don't want to be part of this, you know? Well, I, so I appreciate want to thank you that. Because you're always advocating and you don't have to. And you always make a point. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people get upset at you because... You, you're driving people away from gambling, but I appreciate because the first voice that came to my mind when this guy was 
trying to sell me how good this is, it was you. So I really appreciate well, that. Well, listen, I, that's very kind of you, and I feel like I do have to do it because I went down a bad road. If I can use my story to uh, just help other people get educated in gambling and how to gamble and all that, uh, I'm thrilled to do it. And I will tell you and repeat again and tell your friend, you are not going to make money long-term or even short-term if your focus is on parlays. Parlays are the single wager that gambling sites make the majority of their money on from a sports gambling standpoint. So pick a team, pick a side, and bet it. If you win, great. Take a portion of not all that money out and enjoy it. If you lose, slow your roll and wait till there's another game for whatever reason you like a lot and then have some fun. And that's it. But I do appreciate that the message has resonated. I did something pretty cool today, Evan, if you'll allow me for a second. You know, part of my responsibilities with FanDuel as their responsible gambling uh, ambassador, uh, and Amanda Serrano, who won her fight, is uh, on my team now as well, is uh, I went on, like, the virtual radio row at the Super Bowl today, and I'm doing it again on Friday. And it's amazing talking to guys who do sports talk all over the country. I was on in New Orleans, in Baltimore, in Washington, and in Cleveland today. And they were asking me gambling questions, and it was fascinating to me that they had no idea what they were talking about in regards to, you know, like bet, how, to, like and, bets, like how to bet. How to bet? Yeah. yeah, I was fascinated by that. Because you would think at least the guys that are hosting sports talk shows in major markets at a certain age of life would at least recognize, hey, you're not going to win a nine-team parlay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I was asked on two different stations today if I could put together a parlay, and obviously I wouldn't, um, do I like what they put together? And I go... Someone actually asked you that question. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, but they didn't mean it. Like, yeah, see, I'm not trying to I attack them, but it's, it. you're on a media tour talking yeah. about responsible gambling. Yeah, I told them all that wasn't and responsible. And they said, what do you think of this parlay I came yeah. up with? Yeah, twice today. Do you yeah. not find that to be like, yes. what the hell? Well, it's you know why they're probably not highly rated <laughs> in whatever markets <laughs> they're in. Yeah, I was on, you know, I was on, I was on with today who did not ask me this. Who's that? Former Washington Redskin general manager, Vinny Serrato. How about that? Remember him? Yeah. He was the first guy fired yeah. uh, a couple years back by Daniel Snyder. So how many stations did you do? I did uh, five stations today. I'm doing, I think, four more on Friday. So, and it's a privilege to be able to do it. Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah, so. Good for you. They're good for me. Well, good for you, but good for people who actually listen to your message. Yeah. Like our last caller. That's who it's really good for. Yeah, and I was asked a lot about do I, as a New Yorker, uh, A, want Danny Jones back, and B, think the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers. And my answer to the Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers one, I think you and I talked about it yesterday, I am hoping, against hope, that when he emerges from this mm -hmm. blackout house or, <laughs> you know, a hole that he's going into for four days, that it has the effects it would have on me, which is make you crazy. And it makes him just crazy enough to go, F it, I'll play for the Jets. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> That's the hope. And I think we need, it's like a Hail Mary. Well, because it's also scary knowing now with the realness of Derek Carr talking to the Saints and the idea that he's probably not going to be a Jet, whether it's his interest or the Jets' sure. lack of interest. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. If it's not Carr and it's not Rodgers, who is it? Yeah, well, I mean... Sadly, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes the next uh, you guy. You jump up, I think. to a tier of quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo. That's it's and not only that, 
and you're going to give them a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Well, like if they, if they, whoever they bring in, I'm not worried about. You're that. talking about thirty-five million up. Every per. quarterback gets paid, but Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a what? A yeah. hundred forty million dollars. Well, quarterback the problem for with you? Jimmy is you don't trust he's going to stay healthy. Right. The, the debate after Rodgers and Carr is one of those depressing debates. Yeah. That all the options are like yeah. best of what's left. Yeah. Yep. It's like when you go to a bakery and you miss the rush. On the Cardin Roberts Donuts at uh, Beldotti Bakeries in Stanford, Connecticut, which is their number one selling uh, um, donut by far. And you're like, oh, I can't get a Cardin Roberts? Fine. Give me the jelly donut. Right. Right? That's Ryan Tannehill. Right. I don't Dunkin like the donuts, jelly donut right? comparison because jelly donuts are fantastic. You love you some jelly donuts. But I understand your point at least. Yes. It's well taken. Anyway. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Oh, the the fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Who did that? Who produced that? Who thought that was freaking funny? Who thought that should be a production piece? Here we go. What are we doing around here? Just wait till KD gets traded. Was that your idea? I I wasn't even listening. You were always in love with this. What was it? You didn't just hear what he played? I did not. Play it again, then. He can't play it again. I got to get it it off the air. All right, forget it, then. I'll describe it it to you. You know how Spike, and I, I actually love this, Spike has been doing... When this happened, you heard about it here. Like a big moment in New York sports? Yeah. Great idea, by the way. Yeah. He plays the freaking play-by-play. Of what? Hey, give me a second. I can get it. He plays the play-by-play. Should I just wait to hear it myself? It's up to you. You want me to just tell you or you want to hear it? It's up to you. That's your call. I mean, if it's going to call you, cause you Audra to hear it again, I'd that rather play it again. Me. Well, it's going to cause me Audra to talk about it, but I have to talk about it because I can't believe we're playing this crap. I can't believe this is a moment, and all the moments we've had around, and what annoys me, Craig, you don't even know this yet, yeah. you're going to disagree with me. Oh. You're going to say... I mean, if it's a New York moment, and you heard it here, I would think that we should play it And again. you're a part of the problem Let's today. take a look at Sanchez gets hit, the ball is loose, and it's alive, and then going into the end zone is Steve Gregory. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And it was the backside of Brandon Moore... To knock the ball out. When New York sports happens. Yeah, but you don't realize you don't, there's a subtlety in that promo that you don't even the pick up on. The backside of Brandon Moore. No, there was a subtlety in that promo that I got to give Spike and uh, whether it's Zach or Paulie Paul uh, a lot of credit for producing. What? And you didn't even pick up on it. Maybe not. You didn't pick up well, on it. I'm angry, yet. so what am I picking up? Did you guys pick up on it? There's a subtlety <sighs> in that in that promo. Yeah. There's something that was in that promo that you have to actually hear to hear. Can you play it again? Or is uh, that going to take five and a half minutes, Big Mike? Sanchez gets hit. The ball is loose, and it's alive. Uh, and then going into the end zone is Steve uh, Gregory. Uh, when this uh, happened, you butt. talked about it on the fan. Yeah, and it was the backside of no. oh, Doing the butt? Doing oh, there's a song in the background? Sexy, sexy. Yeah. I didn't pick up Play it again. <laughs> this- Wait, f- before hey, I play it again. There's a song called Do, oh, do, oh, doing oh. the butt. Is the butt, yeah. <laughs> doing the butt. Doing the butt. 
Yeah. Sanchez gets hit. The ball is loose and it's alive. And then going into the end zone is Steve Gregory. When this oh. happened, you oh. talked about it on the fan. And it was the backside yeah. of Brandon Wow, Moore. I didn't pick up on that. You guys don't see the subtleties of that promo. Yeah, fan. I didn't pick I've up ne- on I've that. I've never heard of you the song. You saw your boy dancing next Come on, it's in the soundtrack. I don't disagree that there is a... It's from uh, the soundtrack to School oh, Days, Big Mac. I thought you would know this. Oh, I thought you knew stuff. But interesting. Are you sure it's called Doing the Butt? Yeah, yeah. Doing the Butt. No, it's called Dubot. Doing the Butt. It's called Dubot. No, it's called this. That's different. It's oh, called Doing of, the Butt. Think of a Are different. You sure it's not Doing the Button. It's called Doing the Butt. I think it's Dubot. Oh, 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 the Butt. <laughs> I, never, guys, I know that. Never heard of and that's right in your wheelhouse when you used to go to the roller rink, too, back in, uh, in high school. I can't believe that do of in, all the sports the moments we've had, when this radio station has been around, and there's been so many amazing moments, we picked this, the yeah. most overrated, Why, the butt fumbles one of the great moments in uh, Jet history. What's great about it? We, we got our asses kicked by the Patriots uh, on so Thanksgiving. Hot. And by yeah. the way, when that play occurred, the yeah. game was over anyway. We're getting our asses kicked. Yes. It was done. It was done. And yeah, yes. we play that? I think we should. Just to make the Giant fans and the Patriot fans nah, laugh? We on. want a cheap laugh, a cheap chuckle? Listen, okay. Like, doing, doing the butt. Oh, come on. Hey, yeah. I've never the heard butt. this song in my life. You never heard this song? Come no. on. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh. Hey, yeah, yeah, uh. The butt. Doing, doing the butt. I give them credit for that subtlety. But the I mean, idea—that's well, that's fantastic. Right it's great. You get, you well, get well, I acknowledge the subtlety. <laughs> Why well, I acknowledge that that's creative. It's the more of the, the right in your face part that I have a problem. Yeah, with. I commend <laughs> the creativity of it. No seriousness. Yeah, but this is a disgrace. I can't believe our radio station is promoting this kind of moment. Well, I think we should. You can't hide from your past. Hide. Then, right? It's an overrated, overhyped moment, and you know who's responsible for that? Me. You. Why? Because I embrace it. Because all you do. Oh, the butt fumble. 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 Apparently, uh, Michael Irvin's uh, trending right now. This is a weird story, too, out of the Super Bowl, where uh, he was all over media day, asked a lot of really good questions of all the stars. Uh, The story goes that he goes back to his hotel, goes to his room, and a few moments later, uh, there's NFL network security and uh, uh, hotel security at his door, and they tell him he's got to pack his bags. They're moving him to a different hotel. Mm. And he, as he tells the story, he's like, what are you talking about? He goes, we're moving you to another hotel. You can no longer stay in this hotel. And it's not solely the hotel that's involved. It's NFL Network, apparently, that's involved in moving him out of the hotel. And he goes, what's going on? And they said, well, when you came back, you had a little incident with the woman, I guess, in the bar area. And he goes, no, I didn't. He goes, I came back to the hotel. I went straight to my room. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't meet anybody. I walked right to my room. And they go, Mr. Irvin, you didn't go right to your room. If you'd like, we can show you the video. Okay, they show them the video. Now, there's no words on the video. It's, it's silent. But you see the video where he comes into the hotel, apparently, goes to the bar slash, you know, the social kind of area. You see it a lot of hotel lobbies type of thing. And there's a woman there. And he has about a minute or so long some type of conversation. No physical contact, just a conversation. As, I, as I'm reading it, right. the, he has a conversation with a woman who appears to be alone uh, in this area of the hotel. 
And after about a minute or so, he then leaves and, yes, goes to his room. But he denied even talking to anybody. But something happened in that conversation. So then he acknowledges afterwards, you know, I did have a few drinks. Maybe I just don't remember. But, yes, I do see myself on video. Clearly, I had a conversation with this gal in the the bar area. Right. Out of the hotel and now out of Arizona, no longer part of the And it has not come out what the accusations are. No, it is not. Because obviously he said something to this woman. Yeah. That she deemed incredibly offensive. inappropriate and, and offensive. she clearly went to either hotel staff for security or had some connection to the NFL network uh, staff for right. security. Right. And I will say this, whatever it was, it had to be pretty bad. And I will give NFL network and the hotel, I guess, credit if they deserve it. They acted on it like that. Right. There was like, hey, pack your bags. You are no so longer he, staying here. He can't really deny anything because basically I took from that story, he doesn't remember anything. He, he's, well, now here's what's interesting. He had originally said, I didn't talk to anybody. Which is not true. I went right to my room. Right. And they said, respectfully, Mr. Irvin, you didn't. We can show you that you didn't. So that story ends now. So either he's just lying or he doesn't remember because he was out drinking. Well, he did acknowledge he had a few drinks, so he's not denying that he drank. Right. At no point, I don't think he said he was wasted or drunk, but who knows? Well, either he was or he's lying. Isn't that basically the two options? Wouldn't you think it's more likely that he, as an adult man, he was probably not blacked out drunk and rather said nothing than forgot that he had a conversation a half hour prior? So, I'm just asking, so right? he's just lying, then, is what you're saying. Apparently, ESPN has pulled him off their coverage, obviously, as well. Uh, and it is a misconduct complaint, is what it is. Uh, let me see if there's anything new here, real yeah, quick. Like, do we know what, what he did, what he uh, uh, is accused of? All we know is that a woman made an allegation uh, of something after she encountered Michael Irvin at the bar in the hotel. Right. But, we, but there's no... There's no audio on the security camera. Right, right. You see it. So there's no, what he's now no longer debating, he obviously had a conversation with a gal. We don't know what he said, but whatever he said, it led to, you're not only staying in a different hotel, you're now leaving Arizona. None of us are there, but your first inclination is not to believe him because he already said something that's not true. Yes. Because right off the top, he said, I never spoke to anybody. Meanwhile, he's caught on video speaking to somebody. Yeah, and they're all acknowledging it was a brief exchange. uh, And there was no physicality other than a party handshake. So there's nothing. I want to be very clear about this. Whatever happened, it was verbal. He did not touch her in an appropriate manner. He shook her hand goodbye and rolled out back to his room. But in the course of what is about a minute or a little more, there was an interaction verbally, and that interaction left this woman apparently so, I don't, want to, I don't know what the right adjective is, bothered that she went and told somebody something just took place that made me feel a certain way. So he's off Super Bowl coverage on ESPN yeah. and NFL Network. He's and then, done. And then what happens? Well, now, now you have... They wait for it to blow over and he comes so back. He like, said, well, what happens I'm, next? I'm quoting Michael Irvin. I'm a bit baffled with it all. This all happened in a 45-second conversation in the lobby. When I got back after going out, I came into the lobby. I talked to somebody. I talked to this girl. I don't know her. I talked to her for about 45 seconds. We shook hands. Then I left. And he doesn't remember That's what he said to her? That's all I know. 
He doesn't remember what he said to her? He said something. Does he remember what he said to her? Apparently not. That could lead potentially to this. Uh, He also claimed in the interview, he went on the radio in Dallas, I guess, uh, today, said he did not remember even meeting the girl after having a few drinks that he had a scene on the video to believe that he even met the girl. Mm. Uh, Glendale Police Department of no knowledge. There's no incident reported. So it's nothing apparently criminal of any kind. But there's something, right? Yeah, well, enough for two networks to pull them off the broadcast, sure. But we'd have no idea what it is other than, yeah. well, we know nothing. And this is one of those issues where, you know, when you have a past history of certain things. That doesn't help them either. And, well, that's my point. You can get past those things. You can uh, amend, uh, you know, amend. You can uh, make things better. You can live your life a certain way. And you can convince people you've changed. And then if you're accused of something similar, all those other things now come back up. Because right. people now remember, oh, wait a minute. You did this, 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 yeah, and this. a couple of years ago he was accused of something very serious. Uh, the latest was 2018. There was a harassment suit filed against him. There's been a number of things with women that have been filed against him. Some were settled out of court. Some were dropped. But there have been a number of accusations. Going all the way back to 97, by the right, way. Right, right, right. So it's interesting, though, that... You know, it was swift. Like, and I then what we do is, and I, this is not probably fair to do, but even if you do it private, like when you're driving right now, it's let's just say it's a 60-second conversation with a gal that he doesn't know, never met before, which we don't know if that's accurate because he's acknowledging he doesn't remember We don't know meeting. if anything's accurate because he already but said like, he, he didn't acknowledge the meeting at first. What could you possibly say to the woman other than the obvious thing we're all thinking, right, that would lead you... To not be allowed to stay in the hotel and be kicked off all coverage. Because he's very good at what he does. Yeah. That's not up for debate. But it was so bad that two different networks said, you're done. Right. For now, right. at least. Well, I think when, once one network says you're done, the other one, the other one is going to say but you're like, done too. Because they he... don't want to answer questions of why he's not done here, but he's done there. But play it out. Let's say he's drunk even. Right. No excuse for whatever happened. But let's just play it out. And he's like, hey, you're very attractive. How'd you like to come back to my room? Random gal at a bar. Happens every night in every bar in America. He's not being physically aggressive. No one's accusing him of touching her inappropriately in any manner. He shakes her hands on camera and walks back to his room by himself. Right? So he's not stalkeristic. He's not being, you know, weird. He just even propositions her. Let's even say he goes, I'll give you 100 bucks. Something disgusting, right? Yeah, right? How to be worse than that? Wouldn't you think? Probably. Because that's going to get you a ban from the Super Bowl by two networks? No, I think a network doesn't want to deal with any of that. Right. It doesn't like, have to be the worst thing in the world. But if they get a credible. Worse than what we all think the obvious thing no, is. No, I don't think it has you to. You don't be. think so? I think if you have someone credible saying he said this, even if it's not the worst thing imaginable, they're going to say, I don't want to deal with this. I guess. That's unacceptable based on our policies. We don't want you working here for a week. And they didn't fire him. No. They basically said you're off coverage for now. Uh, as of right now, he's off coverage. Right, which is yeah. far different than we're just axing you and getting rid of you and we're never going to employ you it ever seems again. Like, though, which, spoiler me, alert, won't happen, you'll see. It seems like, to me, it's got to be far worse than, hey, you want to come back to my room? I could be totally wrong. I think But there's... does it seem like it's got to be worse than that? No. No? No, because I think that's enough for so a network for, to say. I, if a random guy goes up to a girl in a bar and says, hey, you're very attractive, can I buy you a drink? 
uh, I'm on the eighth floor. No, because like to go back in, to my room. No, because what that if, gets you suspended. Yeah, because if that woman works for one of those networks oh, and he's ah, in a position of okay, power, yeah, you're right. You're that, right. Yeah, that gets you in a lot well, of trouble. I'm only suggesting she doesn't because he goes, I have no idea who she is. Never. That matter. means nothing. Okay. Because he doesn't know who she is. I would le- I would lean towards thinking that she does work for one of those networks or for the NFL. Something like related a media to, hotel, maybe. Yeah, something related to the Super Bowl would be my assumption. And yeah, it doesn't have to be anything. Craig could be that. That's enough. Yeah. I think that's enough for both networks to say you're done for the week. And it's funny how it's not funny. It's interesting how they label it. Michael Irvin won't make any of his scheduled Super Bowl week appearances on NFL Network after a woman accused him of misconduct in a hotel lobby. Right. Uh, now we. Now I'm kind of like I'm not a gossip guy, but no, I but kinda, you want to know? Sure, I kind of want to know. Yeah, we all do. Kind of want to know. Like it wasn't physical, so the misconduct is verbal. Yeah. Every person wants to know. We may never know. We probably won't ever know. Oh, we're gonna but, know. You think so? Yeah. At some I think point, we're gonna know. I will tell you why I don't think we will because it's all already right. been handled. Like. He's yeah, not working. Say, right, here's the question. It go- if he comes back to either network, he's a regular on one of those shows and he has been, I think, first take maybe, right, with Stephen A? Right. I think he's on that show regularly. I think he is. Is he on next week? Uh, because the football season's over, I think it's easier for ESPN okay. to kind of take a break of it. Do you acknowledge that he's no longer on the network? No, because I think he comes back to both networks. You do? Oh, I think you give it a few weeks or months, and then he's back, and so no like, one asks any questions. So next September, hey, football coverage, Sept- Michael's back. September? <laughs> I think by March he's back. Yeah? That'd be uh, my prediction without knowing anything other than what you've told me. It's a weird story, right? Yeah. Like, normally say, oh, he got physical, obviously, suspend him, fire him, whatever you got to do. But there's none of that. It's verbal. Yeah, but verbal's enough to get you suspended or fired. Apparently Depends so. Depends on what you're saying, especially if it's somebody who works at that same company. Well, that's or, the rub there. If it's a random gal that doesn't have any connection to the NFL, ESPN, NFL Network, is not an underling, a producer, or whatever, for the networks, if she's just a random gal having a drink at a bar, it probably can't be that. Right. Because, you know, as... But we, if it is, that's absolutely enough to be pulled off coverage. Don't you yeah, think? if she works for any of the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure it is, because then she feels awkward. She feels like, well, I can't go do my job tomorrow. How am I going to be the assistant to the assistant producer when you try to have sex with me last night? Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with you on that. Weird, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Just just in, we had an epiphany earlier today in the program. Uh, Mr. Sports Knowledge himself, Evan Roberts, did announce earlier today (laughs) that he has deduced that the number one general manager in New York is? Uh, Brian Cash. Okay. Just want to make sure in case really? you missed that earlier. This is a celebration for you guys. That is an epiphany that happened earlier exclusively on Carton and Roberts. And I got people tweeting at me how wrong I am. They're bringing up Joe Shane. They're bringing up Chris Drury. They're bringing mm-hmm. up Lou Lamarillo. Drury gets a lot of love lately. Now, you got to get to a Stanley Cup final, buddy. Well, that's but the... a lot of people love Chris Drury. Uh, but Brian Cash. But, but you like Brian Cash. But that's the point. Yep. Like, I'm not saying Chris Drury hasn't done a fine job or even Joe Shane hasn't done a fine job, but eventually you got to win. Like, Lou Lamarillo is doing a fine job. Is he doing a fine job right now when he made the coaching decision he made how many months ago? It seems like he's not. And the Islanders at this moment, despite last night beating the crap out of the Kraken, they're out of a playoff spot. They even missed the playoffs for a second straight year. We're going to name him the best GM? Can't. Can't. You know who we are? Uh, Brian Cash. That's right. Way to go, buddy. What if the Mets win the World Series? Maybe it's Billy Epler. Uh, Brian Cash. Right, Brian Cash. <laughs> what if Durant stays and that's when the NBA title? Uh, Brian Cash. Yep. I mean, what your words, not mine. the New York Knicks go on a magical run? 
Let's stop right there. <laughs> Let's all stop right there. What if Joe Douglas? Brian Cashman. What if Joe Douglas lands Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Brian Cashman. Here's, here's the question if you're a Jet fan for Joe Douglas. If Aaron Rodgers said to Joe Douglas, I'll tell you what, Joe, I'm willing to sign with the Jets, but you got to prove uh, yourself to me. I'm a veteran quarterback. I need you in the cave with me for the four days. Oh, you do it. You do it. Right? Craig, Craig, Craig. Craig, I'm not the GM of the Jets. Yeah. I would go into the cave. Four days. Four days. And normally the, this uh, you know, deprivation tanks is just you. I'm making a change here. Yeah. I'm going to let Joe Douglas join you. I'm in. But Joe Douglas has to stay in as long as I stay would in. Would you do it, Frank? And if Joe Douglas survives the four days, I agree to be a Jet. Would you do it? If I'm Joe Douglas? No, no, no. You're Craig Carton. Yeah. Aaron says, I want to see the loyalty of this fan base. Yeah. I know you're a fan. I listen and watch you every day. Yeah. Four days by my side. Yeah. You do it? I'm a Jet. You don't do it? Vegas. Tell you what. Go ahead. Because I feel for the fan base that I'm a part of, I'd put myself on that sword for you people. You're damn right you would. I would do that for you guys. That's right. That's right. So count me in. I'm your huckleberry. And you know what? I would talk to the power brokers around here. Yeah. No vacation days used for the days you'd have to miss. How about that? Look at that. Look at me. Look at that. I do that for you. Eh, nice. I appreciate it. I can't help I you at the other place. Coming up. I can't help you at the other place. <laughs> I can help you here. Matter of fact, I'm taking next Thursday and Friday off, just so you know. Have fun. Thanks. Yeah, I figured you yeah, a little R&R. &R. <laughs> a little R&R. &R. It's a little R&R. There's R &R. nothing going on, man. The if, post, I if I don't take the days now, what am I going to take them? The post-Super Bowl post-mortem. Yes, 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 You're yes. A little yes. break. There's a wild NBA trade rumor going around right now. You ready for this one? After Does, the break. Doesn't after the involve, break. Doesn't involve my team, though. After the break. Yes. Yeah, we got to take a quick break.